I'm the greatest. Did you call bank? I call games. <laughs> but they are who we thought they were. And we straight cash, homie. Stand by. Now, let's get to the podcast. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Coaching Bowl Sportscast here on this Monday afternoon, post-National Championship edition of the show. Um, I am your host, the coach, joined via the mobile studios with my co-host, Mr. Boat. What's up, what's up? Doing all right, coach? Yeah, I'm doing good, you know, could be better, but, you know, I'm doing good for the most part. Same here, same here, you know, a little, little down about the outcome of the game, but... We'll get into that. Most definitely. Um, you know, first and foremost, I uh, want to send a big shout-out to the Lady Bulldogs on their great effort. You know, they just fell short last night, you know, 67-55 to 55 to South Carolina. But, you know, it was a, a tremendous effort that went, to, went into this whole run. Yes, great effort, great season. Nothing to hold your heads down about, you know. Very proud of the Lady Bulldogs. Yeah, and in that same breath, I want to send congratulations to Dawn Staley, Aja Wilson, and the South Carolina Gamecocks, you know, winning the national championship. And, you know. Um, Well-deserved. First in, first in that program's history, they got a chance to make history. So, you know, salute and hats off to them. Uh, but, yeah, let's get into, you know, the Mississippi State side of things. You know, we're going to go back to – of course, the historic win over UConn, snapping their 111-game winning streak. And we're just going to look at, you know, everything that went into, you know, the game from an emotional standpoint to on the court and everything. We're just going to take a look at all of it. So let's start with last night before we go back to UConn. Uh, tremendous effort, but it just had a nice start, but we just kind of looked flat. I say, yeah, I mean, I, the, the, the girls came out quick, came out strong early, got up to a 7 1 lead. And um, it's just after that, like you said, I, I feel like they got kind of tired legs, possibly from expending so much energy to defeat UConn. I mean, that's a team that won 111 games, so you got you to play the game of your life and get some help to win that game and turn around and have to play another game against a great team. So I think they just, you know, out of energy, a little tired and kind of show. Yeah. um, You know, when I take a step back and look at it, you know, State was probably the third best team in the Final Four. Uh, You beat the best team, take out the best team, and then, you know, all that goes and goes to the second best team. So, you know, I feel as if, you know, it, after, like you said, expending all that energy to beat UConn and take that down and all the emotions of that and then having to turn right back around and play South Carolina for a third time this year, a team that's been a thorn in your side, and then, you know, it just... A team that, if it, if it wasn't for UConn being the best team in... You know the top team in the country for the season. You, you have a, a case that South Carolina was the next best team. You know they they could be considered number one. Yeah. So. Yeah, and then um, you know watching the game. Of course, it's it's the, the same constant theme uh, when you play South Carolina. You know, um, 
some it's always a little spotty with the officiating, but I'm not going to take all of what went into us losing and put it on officiating because a lot of it had to do with our players, our the girls' play as well. But you know, uh, you know, you look at some of the timely calls and things that went on. It's it's it was kind of evident, you know, that it was sort of that it was sort of you know not up to what needed to be and you know it's just a constant thing when it comes to playing them when I watch South Carolina look at this South Carolina team they kind of remind me of um, a women's basketball version of North Carolina just with the length they have the the defense they play and the rebounding abilities they have and it's it's tough to beat teams like that when you got teams with length and size it's, it's just tough so the girls, um, the Lady Bulldogs, they going to have to play a a very, very good game that and execute to the highest degree, and you know it just kind of didn't happen, so things fell a little short. Yeah, um, like you said, you talked about their length uh, and things like that. Of course, with that being the case, you know what was needed was gonna was definitely a great night. You know, shooting the ball, you know, and that did not happen. Um, Lady Bulldogs only go two of twelve from the three point line. You know, nineteen of fifty five from the field. They shot thirty four percent and sixteen percent from the three. You know, and it just made that just you know makes for a it's gonna make for a losing effort. And you look at um, look uh, at some that's more tough to win that. You say. It's going to be tough to win a game with those kind of numbers. Yeah, most definitely. You look at um, your leading scores. You know, Victoria led the team with 12 points, and following her was Dominique with 11. You know, that's not going to get it done. You definitely needed something like what Morgan gave you against Baylor or even, you know, what Victoria and Morgan were able to combine to give you against UConn to be able to make it a closer game. But, you know, South Carolina's length and, you know, they're – Defensive, their tenacity on defense kind of, you know, went into making it, you know, tough on them to get. Well, so yeah, they stifled State's offense. Most definitely. They made it very tough for them to score. No easy looks. Everything was contested, and it just shows with the, the shooting percentage. Most definitely. And you look at the numbers for South Carolina, they shot 45% from the field, you know, 0 for 3 from the three-point line, but they didn't need to go there. Um, they went to the line 22 times. Uh, Asia Wilson paced them with 23 points, and Elisa Gray, 18 points. Um, it was just, you know, uh, just... Davis had some clutch baskets towards the end of the game. Right. It was just a night and day comparison when you look at State's numbers and their numbers on the offensive side of the ball. But, um, you know... It's just another one of those things, you know, South Carolina continues to have Mississippi State's number. Don Staley continues to have Vic Schaefer's number uh, when it comes to playing head-to-head. Yeah, um, Mississippi State hasn't defeated South Carolina since 2010, so yeah. it's just another another hump that um, Lady Bulldogs are going to have to get over. But overall, it was it was a great effort. On, on their end, though, you know things didn't work out as we would have liked, but they definitely put it all on the court. Yeah, uh, last you know they could have easily given up uh, 
at you know parts at moments in the second half but you know that that late run in the third quarter you know it was looking like state was gonna you know get it closer to what it was they got it to a four-point lead and then you know um brianna richardson gets a rebound she's about to go back up she gets hit you know looking for a foul and you don't get it and it comes you come back to the other end you know some similar action and then you know i'll get an and one bucket and then the South Carolina was able to fight that run off, and just it just wasn't never close again from that point on. So you know, just <clears throat> timely calls, you know, went into it. I'm not gonna fully say that you know we lost the game because of officiating, but you know, it uh, kind of played a bit of a part. But it did factor into it. Yeah, and so. But as some things, you know, when you grow up playing sports or playing basketball, the coach, your coaches tell you, you know, it's going. You gotta, sometimes you got to beat the other team and the refs. So we can't. We got to make it where the refs can't decide the game. So yeah, most definitely, you do have to try to try to your best to keep the game in your own hands and don't let the refs try to dis- and don't give the refs an opportunity to decide the game. But um oh, much power. Yeah. Right. So let's go back to, you know, everything that has happened the past few days. Let's start with uh was it Friday night? Yes. Friday night, uh State Yukon. You know, let's go back to it. You know, I was I was here in Gulfport um, I went to a location to watch the game, and you know it was you know it was a pretty pretty much uh, of everyone in there was rooting for Mississippi State to win the game. Uh, you know, start off an amazing come out in a, with an amazing first quarter. You know, to hit them right, in, they hit them right in the mouth from the very beginning. Did they get up to like a fourteen point lead? Pretty yeah, pretty much. Uh, they got it up to as high as fourteen, fifteen points. And then, you know, uh, UConn sort of settled in and kind of, you know, made it closer. And then it just was uh, a a fight from that point on. And, you know, people, you know, I was just looking like, you know, is this going to happen? And, you know, it was just amazing to see what happened from that point on. Yep, and it's it's crazy how that opportunity almost got snatched out of state's hands by another by officiating the yes. that uh, flagrant foul call. Yes. You know the the phantom flagrant foul call. <laughs> flagrant. Yeah, but, you know uh, but, that was that was horrible. I want to start with that. That was horrible, and um. The the commentator some uh, commentators just you know tried to say that that was the correct call that was that was that was horrible that was not the correct call it's evident that she flopped and she played it off you know she deserves an Oscar for that but you know yeah I think she'll be on the on the ballot come on next season she she have a nomination yeah most definitely that was a horrible call and you know it just was. It just felt like, wow, is they really? Are we really gonna lose this game? You know, because of on that, <laughs> because the officials couldn't step up and make the correct call, and it just was, oh man, that was that was nerve wracking. Yeah, I can definitely was, and um, but man, when 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 Morgan hit that shot, yeah, you know that that was crazy. 
That was crazy. Yeah, you know, the shot that was, you know, heard around the world that she hit. And she, we went, went, went ahead and, you know, snapped the 111-game winning streak and became – Mississippi State was the story for a few days. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it's still – there's still a pretty big deal, and you look at looking at um, how the championship game went. I kind of feel like five years from now, you know, even though we didn't win, people still gonna remember that you know Mississippi State uh, snapped a 111 game winning streak despite not winning. <clears throat> I feel like that'll be more remembered than who won the national championship this year. I think you're right. I mean, when you when you end something of that magnitude, it almost does overshadow the championship. Unless that team goes on to win the championship as well, it just becomes part of the story. Right. But the, the bigger thing is always going to be the fact that that team defeated the great mighty UConn. Right. And man, that was just I the immediately. Uh, I was at um, a restaurant watching the game, like I said, and immediately when the shot went in, you know, I just went crazy. I just could, I lost it. Like Mississippi State is going to play for a national championship and have a chance to bring a national championship <clears throat> home. It was just an amazing feeling. I was on the road driving back to Hattiesburg, so I had to listen to the game. Yeah, you called me. Right. Yeah, and, and once. But once she made that shot, I, I almost, I, I felt the chills just running through my body, just joy. I could have started crying. Yeah. Like, I was just so happy that that we had this moment for, you know, Mississippi State University. Right. And, um, you know, I had um, a gentleman um, and a lady, you know, was in was in there with me. Uh, they were they said they graduated from MSU in 75. And the lady said she was Miss MSU in 75. So that was a pretty cool conversation. And I had just informed her I just graduated from there. And, you know, immediately, you know, it was just, we it was just an embrace. We all hugged each other. You know, you knew like what the, you understand. You kind of get an understanding of what something of that magnitude means to Mississippi State people and the entire family and everyone everyone rallied around it and everyone had that, you know, walk stood a little bit taller those those few days. Right. And even not even just with Mississippi State, with the girls doing that, it brought Mississippi together in yeah, general. I saw, I saw a lot of that too, you know, support from Southern people, Jackson State, no matter where, Jackson State, Valley, Ole Miss you know, no matter where the front you went to school in Mississippi, you know it was just undoubt unwilling support for the girls to go up there and finish the deal. But you know, even though they fell short, you know they still laid it all on the line, and it was great to see that. Right, right. So, you know, looking at it, um, it was man. I just, yeah, I just wish you know we could have. They could have capped it off and, and you know brought the title back, but you know they're they're going to be good, better for it going forward. I think. Yeah, you know it's it's gonna it's gonna hurt. I'm pretty sure the freshmen, sophomore, and juniors who will be returning next season, it's gonna play on their mind all off season during training and stuff. So it's just more fuel to the fire, more added motivation to close the job next season. Right, and you know, um, kind of looking at how 
You know, the team's going to look next year. Dominique won't be there. Katera Chapel won't be there. Chinway and uh, Brianna Richardson losing those four key contributors. But, you know, you're going to bring in some talented freshmen. And a lot of the talent that you signed that have been waiting in the wings, they're going to get their shot next year. Yep, definitely. And you already have some, you have the, the, the solid star pieces still returning. You know, you have Victoria, you have Morgan, you know, you got the, you got the people who can. And Tierra. And Tierra. You got players who can um, really make up for the lack of experience, so to say, from other players who going to fill in. Right. And. You know, of course, I know Vic will have them ready um, and have them ready to go and have them, you know, ready to take on everyone next season. And, you know, uh, get in there, maybe hopefully get in there and them seeing how close they can be, you know, will just add all the fuel to the fire next year. And then when they hopefully they can get back and seal the deal that time. Kind of like the North Carolina effect. I keep going back to North Carolina. Kind of like with them this season. Right. You see, they made it back to the national championship, and they're looking to, to finish the deal off after losing in heartbreaking fashion um, off the shot against Villanova. Or kind of like the San Antonio Spurs when they lost to the, the Heat, led by LeBron James. And then that next season, they closed the deal in handedly defeated the Heat. Right. So, you know, we'll see if they can do like those teams and, and use it as more fuel. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, most definitely. And what else? Uh, then, you know, another thing, you know, that was making the rounds last night was, you know, Morgan didn't play the entire fourth quarter uh, for whatever reason. You know, she came out, you know, she was asked about it and she said, she shut it all down and said, you know, He's the coach, you know, that's the decision. And, you know, she wasn't mad about it at all. But, you know, me, I had my questions about it, but I said, you know, I wasn't going to, you know, criticize Vic. I don't think he deserves to be criticized, you know, for that decision. You know, of course you can ask what went into it, but if you watched him play, if you watched the ladies play this year, you know, his philosophy is, you know, if you're not producing, you're going to sit down. Right. So, you know, he did. You can say, you know, you got to have your best player on the court. And, you know, part of that is true. You could be right about that. But, you know, he's the coach, and that's how he wants to run his team. And that's what he's going to do. He made a decision that he felt like he could live with. So, me personally, I thought when it was a four-point game with, like, five minutes left in the fourth quarter, that's when I thought she was going to come in. Yeah, that's what I was thinking as well. That's why I thought she was going to come in because, you know, the – the person who was in there for her held it down. Jasmine you know, Holmes, yeah. Yeah, Jasmine, she held it down. Things were smooth. You know, you now you got it to a point where your star player, they've, they've received your message. Point is understood. I need to be on my game. And, and when I got get back in, I got you. But, you know, he chose not to put her back in. But um, that's why I thought she should have came in. But, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Came Monday morning quarterback. Yeah, he's going to come back and, like you said, Monday morning quarterback it all day. But, you know, like I said, you know, if you've watched the ladies all season and when Vic's been there, what he's going to do is if you're not producing, you're going to sit by him. And, you know, it is what it is. You know, he he made the point and he stuck to his guns. And, you know, 
he's unwavered with it, and that's just how it shook out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, but going forward, uh, anything else you want to touch on? Well, uh, this weekend, of course, Super Bulldog weekend, you got the baseball series, and you got the uh, maroon and white spring game. Uh, we'll definitely, uh, I'm gonna be in attendance for that, so I will be, uh, I'll have some, uh, stuff to comment on once we. Uh, once I go back, go out and check that spring game out, you know, get a bit of a first look at the defense, uh, get a look at, you know, Keaton Thompson for the first time, you know, what mm-hmm. does Gerald look like? What do the receivers look like? Mm-hmm. You know. That's that's going to be interesting to see how the receiving core is going to look. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Uh, but, yeah, that's pretty much it. Kind of, man, it would have been nice. Um Going to that weekend with a national championship with that, with that natty, yeah, man, it was man, it was just they took over the world for those few days. I must say, it felt like the entire country wanted Mississippi State to win. It's just yeah, it everybody, kinda, everybody so happy that 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 the dragon had been slayed. Yeah, it kind of took me back to uh, 2014. You know, when Mississippi State had everyone's attention in football. You know. Every, the whole country was focused on Starkville and things like that. It was, just, it was just a great feeling to, you know, have see your school being the the talk of the country. Right. So, no. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, which have, which run do you think you enjoyed more? Um, this one. Because this one between was, this one and, and the twenty fourteen, because they were both some exciting times. Shoot. Uh, That's a question. The one I enjoyed more, um, I think I enjoyed the 14 one more because I was a student and I was on campus during that time. Mm-hmm. And that whole time period is something you would have had to have been a student in state to truly appreciate because, man, I don't know how it was for everybody else, but like, man, we was getting we was pretty much getting away with everything you know classes was getting canceled <laughs> classes was getting canceled if you didn't show up you know absences wasn't even being counted assignments was like don't worry about it it was just right it, it was a fun time and I, I just I remember watching that Auburn game yeah it started pouring down were you and there or were you uh I was there yeah I was there too I, I was there it started pouring down on us we folks still stayed out there and it was still still, still out there you know ringing the cowbell I got a funny story from that game uh so <laughs> as it get as it poured down uh let me see it poured down I think it poured down right before halftime and yep. it stayed a, a little bit through the third quarter so you know I'm sitting with two of my friends um they're girls, but so you know they was complaining about getting wet. So I I sneak off. You know I'm just looking around. And if you're familiar with Davis Way, you know those trash cans. They have the trash cans there, then they have the extra bags. So I'm like, hmm, I don't have a poncho. So I go look around. You know, like like a uh, like a little kid, like a little kid. I go, I snatch one of the trash cans off, and then I like cut it down the middle. And it was a huge one. So I was like, oh, well, we got a homemade poncho. Got a homemade poncho. So I brought it back. I'm on one end to my other friend on the other end. Just hold it up. And then we just hold it up. And we didn't get rained on anymore. We didn't get any more wet. We didn't get wet anymore. 
Look at Coach being creative. See, that's, that's that Mississippi State education coming to use right there. Oh, definitely. You gotta be. You gotta be. Uh, that's that engineering. Even though we, even though we, um, communication majors. That's that engineering part of the state. Oh yeah, out. you gotta be. You gotta be savvy when you put in. A, when you put in a tough situation, you gotta be savvy like that. But yeah, I, I enjoyed the um, the football run as well. It was some some great times. Yeah, this one was. But this run, you know, I was more proud, you know, as an alum and, you know, being there, you know, at Fort, when I transferred in, you know, I didn't know how big a deal, you know, women's basketball would be uh, at State. But I started mm-hmm. to every single game, every single home game. I, I was there pretty much. So and then seeing what they were from then and then to the next year and then to this year and then from from last year to this year, you know, I really appreciated it, you know. You know their their whole journey. So, right. You know that was just one thing. You know, I went when I say I went to every game. I went to every. I even went to the exhibition games before the season. I went to the non-conference games when they played Valley or Gramlin State or something like. That. I went to every single game, and you know, seeing mm-hmm. them be, take down UConn and then make it to the national championship game. I just felt so great seeing that for them. I wanted them to have that so bad. I want them to have it too. It's, and you know, especially just keeping up with them since I was at state. They every year they've progressed. Yes, you know, under Coach Schaefer. Yes, and he's done a phenomenal job. And I'm sure you know this isn't the last we're gonna hear from him. No, definitely not. He's he's created something down here in, um, in Starkville, and I'm, I definitely believe they're gonna keep things rolling, keep it going. This is not the last time this team will be in the uh, Mississippi State will be in the Final Four. Most definitely. So, do you have anything else? Do we have anything else we need to touch on? Um, regarding with uh, Mississippi State, uh, shout out to the baseball team on the sweep. Most definitely, yes. The winning streak continues. You know, yeah. Mississippi State playing some real good baseball right now. So, shout out to them for taking care of business against T-Sun. Yep. Most definitely. That's about all I have. Yeah, that's all I have as well. Uh, I wanted to give a shout out to our page, our um, site editor Ethan. I want to give him a shout out. You know, the the, oh, yeah. the site has done some amazing numbers throughout. You know, this past um, weekend, you know, been the highest you know viewed site for college and on SB Nation. So I want to give a shout-out to him for his hard work. Oh, yeah, great work over there. Oh, yeah, for his hard work and everybody. Oh, yeah, we had a clap. I'll make sure I edit that in there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so give a huge shout-out to him and to everyone who supports um, From Whom the Cowbell Tolls and uh, all our supporters as well. Give y'all a big hand. Oh, yeah, we appreciate y'all. Yep, so, you know, that being said, you know, I'm done. That's all I got. So we'll be back. Um, I'm sure uh, try to have some reaction after Super Bowl all weekend. You know, we might do another show, you know, this week. Before then, if we have time to get together, we'll see what happens. We'll talk about it. We'll see what happens. But um, coming up after the break, some men's natty talk. Who we got? Gonzaga. UNC, find out. Most definitely. We'll be back. 
What's going on, CNB listeners? It's the coach here. Just wanted to give a quick recognition to our platforms. First, For Whom the Cowbell Tolls, Blog Talk Sports Radio, and of course, you can find us on SoundCloud. You can interact with me on Twitter at Coach underscore Reed 14, and you can interact with the boat on Twitter at ThatBoyBoat underscore. Now, this is the second half of our show. Let's get back to the podcast. And welcome back. Is now at the second portion of our show. It's the Final Four. Wrapping up. Tonight is the National Championship game. Gonzaga versus North Carolina. Man, got a good matchup here. Yep. Got two number ones making it to the championship. Um, a lot of people didn't think Gonzaga would get out the get past the first weekend. Let me but let me first of all apologize to Gonzaga. I kind of was down on Gonzaga their first um, couple games. I didn't think you know they were worthy of the one seed. You know, given because I have the same this um, the same what's the word questions about them as everyone else does. Yeah. When it comes predictions. Yeah, when it comes from the conference that they play in. The level of competition, but they did play a pretty good non-conference schedule this year. So you know, I was—I think I was wrong in the questions I had, or the like, like you said, the preferences I had about them this year. But you know, I just—I think they—they proved me wrong up to this point. I was say they played well. They, they actually they haven't had a, a too much of a difficult schedule. I mean, in this tournament, but you can only play who's in front of you. You know, they played the 16th seed, they played the eight seed, then they played West Virginia, who was a four. Then you turn around and had to play Xavier. Right. And uh, then you turn around and play South Carolina. Not to diminish those teams making it that far, but it wasn't like they had to play. They only had to play West Virginia, who was a four seed. That's the highest ranked team they've played in the tournament to this point. Right. And then you look at Carolina on the other end, they've been battle tested. They've had some fights. Right. And most most notably against Arkansas, when I thought, you know, I, I said going into that game, I said Arkansas is going to press them from the moment the ball is tipped from the entire game. And they did it. And it, and it showed uh, to give them a lot of problems. And then if it wasn't for one questionable call down the stretch against, I think it was Joel Berry, you know, you could have called charge or travel and it would have been Arkansas's ball. But, you know, they capitalized. They, yeah, could have been one of those. But they capitalized on getting the ball back, and then, you know, they went on to win the game. But, yeah, Carolina has had a tougher road, I think, up to this point. They have. Um, I think, um, yeah, they had a tougher road and everything. We'll see how this game plays out. Um, it's an interesting matchup because Gonzaga does have some, some size, some length on their team. Most definitely Gonzaga, you know, most notably – um, with with their size, you know, they were able to give uh, South Carolina a lot of fits, you know, as far as, <clears throat> you know, trying to because trying to defend them because they it just didn't everything South Carolina tried to do that they normally works just did not work. You look at uh, pr- uh see I, I I don't know how to say this guy's name. Uh, Presmek Mick Karnowski Karnowski We're just going to call him Karnowski uh, From the 7 foot 1 Big man from Poland You know he just Enforced his will on the game uh, Against South Carolina You know just he just pretty much parked himself In the post and was just 
unstoppable. But they do something about it, right? Scored 13 and had five rebounds, but he was amazing. Uh, Nigel Williams-Goss had 23 over in the win over uh, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're coming in, you know, Matt trying to match what what Carolina has in length, Gonzaga has in length and, like, girth as well. Yeah, we'll see how um, they match up against Hicks. Hicks got some good, some girth to him. And some uh, nice size. Of course, Kennedy Meeks. And, and Meeks, that's the real beast. Yeah, Kennedy Meeks uh, probably made the play of the game to elevate Carolina over Oregon. You know, like I said, on the on the rebound, on the on the free throw shots. You know, he just big man those guys and got them out of the he big man two guys and cleared them out of the post and secured the rebound for them to go ahead and win the game over Oregon. And we will see. I want to see how Justin Jackson plays. Will he be contained? Yeah, I think quiet is kept, but I think a lot of people know. Justin Jackson, I think, has elevated his draft stock very high this tournament. Oh, yeah. He should be gone no later than 20 Mm. in my eyes, even though he's he's, um, an older player coming out. Right, he is. He's he solidified himself as a, a solid first round pick. Right, and you know he's got, he's big time, and we'll see if he's big time in the biggest game. And you, of course, Carolina is coming in this game with some added motivation, making it all the way there last year and losing on the last second shot. You know, they're gonna, right. I think they're going to be locked in. Yeah, it's personal. Not, not not nothing against Gonzaga, but for them, it's personal. We've been here. We got to make this happen. Right, and I think, you know, this is going to be a great coaching matchup, Mark Few versus uh, Royal Williams. Yeah, you have two, two of the um, best coaches in America. You know, Roy Williams, he's done his thing in Kansas, been doing his thing in Carolina. You have uh, Mark Few, who is... Megan Zaga, you know, a name, a powerhouse in college basketball. Every year, they have a good team, a top twenty-five team. So exactly. So let's look at uh, the game itself. Who do we think is going to win? I'm picking North Carolina. I think they're too talented. Um, even though Gonzaga will present some some issues being able to match up with their length, I think Justin Jackson will be the difference. His versatility, his ability to shoot the three, it will be on full display. And we know that Joel Barry is hurt. Right. So he really, Justin Jackson is really going to have to elevate his play and step up. I'm looking for a 25-point game from him, if not more. Yeah, it's going to come down to that matchup. Justin Jackson versus Nigel Williams-Goss. Uh, whichever one of those guys, I think, can win that matchup. I think they're going to put their team in a better position to win the game. Uh, I don't know. We'll see how um, the big man from Gonzaga, what was his name? Uh, uh, Car- Karnowski. Karnowski, yeah. Uh, we're going to yeah. see how he you know, deals with the athleticism and the size. They're going to run multiple bigs at him, and we're going to see how he deals with that. You know, he's a big a big force down there, seven foot one, 300 pounds. So we're going to see what he does, how he handles it. But I think Carolina will pull it out. 
Yep. They should actually I think it's gonna be a close game. This Oh yeah. It's gonna be a good one to me. I think it's gonna be a good one. I mean these two teams are here for a reason. So it should be a good one. Mm-hmm. So, um to me You got a score prediction? Mm, if I had to call it, I would go I will go seventy two sixty eight Carolina. Okay, you going seventy two sixty eight. I was thinking uh sixty six sixty Carolina. So same ballpark, just I think it's gonna be more of a low scoring game. I think the, I think both teams are gonna come out a little shaky. It's gonna be a low scoring first half. Yeah, they're gonna come out and try to fill each other out, then they're gonna get settled down and you know, I think then I think uh I think it's gonna pick up, scoring's gonna pick up, they're gonna Trade a lot of baskets back and forth. Then Carolina's just gonna settle in and, and uh, take it down the stretch. All right, I can agree. So, yep, that's they're gonna wrap up the uh, tournament this year. You know, so much for those brackets, but shout out. But um, I looked at the um, our group earlier, and um, shout out to Skyland. He uh, has North Carolina winning. So far, he has the most points and still can win some points. So it's looking like he will be our guest appearance. So he's taking over first. Okay. Yep. All righty. So, yeah, shout out to him. Well, we have to inform him of that. And let I will let him know, and um, we'll get everything worked out to, to put him on the hot seat. All righty. So uh, let's move on to our next topic. What you got for us? Up is April, yeah. and NBA season is coming to a close uh, tonight. We actually have the Celtics taking on the Cavs. Oh yeah, most definitely. Uh, Cavs coming off a a tough game, a d- tough double double overtime game last night. Double OT against the Pacers. Yeah. Uh, LeBron James and Tristan got into it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, LeBron after the game said. You know, he's got to stop showing up his teammates, and I agree. I agree. You know, that only, you know. Especially at this point of his career being the veteran he is. Yeah, like we said, like I said on last show, you know, LeBron can do a lot of stuff that, you know, me as a fan, I don't like. But, you know, he does have to set the tone. But, you know, it's which, you know, you can't put your teammates out there like that. You know, you got to always have your teammates back, especially, you know, in in public display like that, mm-hmm. so. Def- but Tristan, you know, I want to you know give kudos to him for not backing down, and you know you know clapping back at him, and let him know you know hey you know you make mistakes too. Definitely, definitely. I mean, everybody has to be accountable. So right, and you got to uh, have that relationship with your teammates that everybody can can uh, voice their opinion and we'll squash and handle things. You know, at a later time, right? They handled it. You know, after the game, uh, they, you know, pretty much uh, squashed everything and uh, moved on forward from it. So, you know, I think they'll get past it. And, you know, um, get on to the next game so they can handle business. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how they play against the Celtics. Um, this is going to be a big game, right? First place on the line. Um, I think the Cavs will actually come ready to play. But I've seen a stat that shows um, Cavs in road games um, of back-to-backs, a very bad record, like one and nine. Right. 
We'll see. So, they're gonna have to they're come out ready because I know Boston's gonna be ready to get at them. I mean, Boston's gonna be ready. Boston wants that one seed, and the Cavs, like I said before, previous episodes, they need this one seed. I, I don't think they want to go through Washington and and Boston. That's just mm-hmm. not a easy road, an easy path. So. We'll see if they can get this win so they can get that one seed. And more than likely, they'll have to play one of those teams and not both those teams, if that's the case. Mm, we'll see. You know, I, I I thought about what you said. Then I thought about um, the year. What was the year that Atlanta was the one seed? Was that two years ago? Yes. And then, you know, they went through and ended up facing Atlanta and they, they swept them. So, you know, is it as crucial this year that they get the one seed, or is that have we overstated that? I think that Hawks team, I think this Celtics team is not necessarily a better team than that Hawks team, but it's a better matchup for them against Cleveland uh-huh. than it is for the Hawks to play them. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, 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 I mean... You look at you look at some of the the pieces they have. That Hawks team, you you did have Jeff Teague, but I mean, compare right. Jeff Teague to Isaiah Thomas right now. Right. You know, you got you got that that, that score, that person who can make plays happen. You know, they have Al Horford. They got size in the post. They got Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder is a big time shot maker, shot taker. Mm-hmm. You got different bodies to throw at LeBron on the defensive end. This this is a scrappy team. You you really didn't just say the Hawks were scrappy like that. They were more finesse ball movement, but this team is they Boston. They they grimy. They you know they 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 want to scrap with you. I don't think that's what the, the Cavs really want to get into a series with. Right. We'll see. But we'll see. Like you said, we will see. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, what else is going on? Uh, um, the Warriors got the uh, Wizards up out of there last night. And, you know, Step at 42, 42, 9 for 14 from 3, 8 assists. Right. And, um, this, let me ask you a question. Does Steph and the Warriors, do they do a little too much sometimes when it comes to showing up opponents? Are you are you are you trying to get at JaVale McGee shooting threes? Oh no, I'm just I'm just asking. <laughs> no, I mean honestly, you it, you can say they do. Kind it's kind of like when Carolina was on their run in the NFL, uh-huh. they they were showing people up, you know, with the celebrations and stuff like that. But I just look at it like this: if you want them to quit, you beat them. So. Mm-hmm. That's that's my take on it. Yeah, that's all. That's all you can say. I would say the same thing if it was the Cavs or whoever is winning and, and showing up their opponents. If you want somebody to start up showing you up, then beat them. Yeah, you know that was uh, a comment that the Wizards had after the game. Uh, uh, you know they were trying to run the score up on us. You, you know, you know, like you say, if you don't want somebody to run the score up on them, stop. On you, stop them. So. Right, like you know, it's it's like when you playing video games with your homeboys. You playing two K, and you and you getting you getting your tail handed to you. You getting beat. If you don't want somebody to beat you down, then get then you have to get better. Right, and you just have to keep them from doing that to you. You don't want somebody talking smack to you, beating you by twenty in two K. Then do something about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I agree with that. Uh, 
Any, uh, I'm gonna talk smack to you, Coach. I'm gonna let you know you lose. Yeah, you know I, I do the same. You know I don't I don't talk a little trash. I only talk trash. You know if you say something to me first, then you know <laughs> then you know I just go over the top. Then I, I try to be quiet for the most part. But you know if you get me going, then you know I'm gonna let this what you asked for. You know I try not to. You know because I talk a little trash, but mm-hmm. I get over the top with it. But I try not to initiate it, so to speak. Just just be ready for it, Coach. You know in our playoffs, you know, if you win this round, you know who you're playing next. Oh, yeah, I got to get you back anyway. So, I ain't worried about it. So. I ain't worried about it. Then be ready for that smack talk. Don't uh, worry about it. <laughs> I talk with the best of them. But uh, what else is going on? Oh, yeah, uh, sad news out of New York. Uh, Derrick Rose, his season is over. He has torn his meniscus. Yeah, and uh, it's just sad, just sad. Like when you look, it is. When you look at Derrick Rose, and when he first came into the league, his first few years, what he was looking like he was about to become, and his body has just betrayed him. Yep, it's sad. It is sad. Um, you looked at what he did in Memphis. He looked he, he looked great in Memphis and then carried on into the NBA top pick and MVP. And you know, after after those um those great seasons, his body has betrayed him and went from going went, went from being arguably like, you know, one of the top five players in the league. People love Derrick Rose. Like Yeah. I mean, people were putting their stock into D Rose and, and pushing him as you know the the next the next best thing, and then his body just betrayed betrayed him, like you said. Yeah, you know he's gonna go into the category of players that you know if they had never got hurt, you know what they could have been. You know, players like Penny Hardaway, um, Grant Hill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Grant Hill, Tracy McGrady. You know. Uh, and it's just sad because it's the same thing. You know, he wants to be out there, and you know, I yeah, I mean, that's another yeah, one. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, I'm looking at. I was looking at him this year. Every time I got to see the Knicks play, he still had it. You know, he still he was getting looked like he was getting it back. Like he would try to let it go, but he wasn't trying to fully let it go because it seemed like he played scared a lot. <clears throat> he did have some games where he showed you that he still could ball. Like he, he wasn't just out there. He could make plays happen. You know what I'm saying? Right. And you know, I think that you know, going forward, if he does decide to try to keep playing, he's got to change his game. Like he has to become more of a point guard in the sense of the word, being a distributor. Mm-hmm. I can agree. And then, you know, he's got to have to, you know, jump shooting was something he was trying to improve. But, you know, he's something he's going to really have to improve, you know, going forward if he wants to continue to play. But I don't know. Right. And, and when you watch him, when you watch his play style, you can kind of see why his body is, is banged yeah. up. I mean, he plays so violent. Yeah. He his when you go like if you watch old Derrick Rose clips before the first knee injury, it was 100% every move had uh, gener- probably generated thousands of pounds of force every single time 
he pro hop or jump. He would pro hop and put so much force into the pro hop and all that's coming on your knees. His his step back jumpers, even when he was shooting a jumper, his jumper was violent when he would take off and step back to shoot it. I mean, he he, he put so much force into his, his leg. You know, usually that's the the problem that two feet jumpers have is that, you know, they they land so hard and they go up, they use so much force and it puts so much force on those joints and you know it's only so much that they can take mm-hmm. and then for eventually you know they're gonna wear down on you and that's what happened um on you know there's a video on youtube that explains it and on that pro hop he did against philly that's when it you know those joints just had enough and they you know they just fell apart right right so uh now it's a meniscus you know i think personally i think he should go ahead and possibly retire. I can agree. Like, don't even, don't even, you know, keep doing it to yourself. There was, at this point, it's kind of like, it's kind of like a girl that keeps going back to a, a bad guy. We keep going back to what's hurting you. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like what he is at this point. For real, though, I mean, you know, he, he you know, eventually he's going to get hurt at some point in the season. So. Right. It's just a matter of when And he, he almost got close to playing the full season uh, You know, he had that moment of the year Where, you know, he was Like he didn't love basketball anymore <laughs> You know, I can see his frustration Because you go from being Annoyed as a superstar To now you're just a regular guy And you know you want to play like you once did But you just can't <laughs> So you know, I hope he decide. I hope. I just hope he decides to go ahead and retire. I want him to go ahead and retire too. You know, I just I hate seeing players who, when you've seen them at their peak and, and they injuries riddle them, and they just continue to try to play and they just never be what they used to be. I, I always like to see players at their best. So right. So uh, that's about. It that's going on in the NBA, would you say? Uh, yeah, that's about it. Um, we'll just we'll we'll once the standings are set, the playoff picture is set. We'll you know go over the matchups and what we think. But um, oh yeah, just just raise to see these last few few games shape out. See KD return. See what he looks like. Oh yeah, that's what everybody waiting on. So, uh, we got anything else we need to cover? Um, I don't think so. Um, I think next time we can probably tackle the NFL draft. Yeah, we can go ahead and start that talk. Uh, I want to I try to see if I can get my dad on. We want to have this 50 greatest players, the next additions to the list. We want to have that discussion as well. I think that's a good discussion. Yes, we should have that. Oh, yeah, one quick thing. Um, shout out to The Undertaker, even though he uh, took that uh, last night at, at WrestleMania, you know. Okay, let's talk about this. Okay, I, I kind of kept up with it. I tried to keep up with it. I, I was going to watch, but <clears throat> I, I, I was trying to keep up. So, we go from my man's The Undertaker having the greatest streak in WWE history. So we break it with we break it with Brock Lesnar last year. You give it to Lesnar. 
I didn't agree with that. And then we let him lose to Roman Reigns again. Is this how y'all going to send my mans out? They sent him out with Roman Reigns beating him, you know. No offense to Roman, but he just ain't he ain't cutting it for us. They keep trying to push Roman, but you know. Yeah, if it hasn't taken I mean, like I said, I don't I'm not the biggest wrestling guy now as I used to be, but if Roman hasn't taken off yet, it's just never gonna happen. Like Yep. And sadly my boy Undertaker lost. He's announced retired. Stop doing my man's like that. Like it's over. he's retiring. Thank you. Like he had a good run. I'm still disagree. I still think he should have. If they were gonna end the streak, they should have ended it not with a part timer like Lesnar. I think somebody else should have got. It. I don't know who, but somebody else should have got it. But or you know, let the man retire undefeated. Let him have that streak. Mm-hmm. Did R- yeah, they could have let Mr. RKO do it or John Cena? Yeah, they couldn't even do it. So, but uh. Who did uh what I, what was I gonna ask? Did how did Lesnar and Goldberg go? Man, Lesnar was slinging that man all around the ring. He ended up winning. Goldberg lost. Oh, Goldberg lost. Oh. Goldberg lost. Brock ended up winning, but um, yeah, it was it was times in that fight where where Brock was throwing him all around the ring like a rag doll. Was it at least entertaining? It was. It was at least it was entertaining, but um. Oh. I kind of knew that Brock was going to win. I felt like he was. He ended up winning. The best match to me was Rollins against um, the game, Triple H. Okay, okay. That was a great one. Okay. Well, Triple H ended up losing. Uh, Rollins won. Okay, I got a question. Best WrestleMania performer of all time? Mm. WrestleMania. This is, this is a no-brainer to me. Yeah, I mean, you might have to say the Undertaker since he. Ooh, you going Undertaker? Yeah, you got Undertaker. You got the Rock. I'm you going. Got, I'm going Shawn Michaels. You got. You like Shawn Michaels? I'm going Shawn. You Michaels. got Cena. Uh, yeah, HBK was a bad boy though. HBK. All of HBK's WrestleMania matches are classic. They was lit. Even. Which one was your, you say your favorite? My favorite. Hmm. Angle. Probably Angle and him and Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle was something else. Probably him and Kurt Angle, but uh, even all of his matches are pure entertainment. He was a great entertainer. Probably even him and Jericho was great in WrestleMania 19. I (laughs) like that one. But you look at ladder matches, him coming from the cable in the sky and coming down. Even those matches, like I got, I got, I got, I give it to HBK. That's just me though. HBK was a bad boy. so you got Undertaker? I, can, I just, yeah, I mean, just that man, he, every, even even those matches when he seemed like he was about to lose, it was over. He always somehow found a way to just win. I, I just never understood how sometimes. I give it, I, I got to give it to Sean Michaels. He was just, mm-mm, he might be the GOAT to me. I I feel you on that. I got a couple homeboys. That's their favorite wrestler of all time, Shawn Michaels. Yeah. HBK. Yeah, I might have to watch a few of those matches after this, actually. Uh, is that everything you think? Yeah, that's about everything. We're going to have to have a wrestling discussion also next time. But yeah, that's everything. That's that's about everything I got. All right. Well, well uh, 
until next time, like I said, we're probably going to be back recording in the next few days. Maybe this weekend, maybe um, sometime uh, before the weekend, maybe. But we'll see. We'll see uh, when we get back to you guys. But we will most definitely get back to you guys. And thanks for listening. And until next time, I was the coach, and that was the boat. I'm the boat. So, off. Until next time, we signing off. Holla.